0: 拜拜 Hey, if you want to support this podcast, go over to anchor.fm slash drive safe text when home. But what you could do, totally free, go over to Apple Podcast and give give me a rating. Like, you know, like maybe like a simple five star and say this is the greatest podcast on the planet. You know, just something like along those lines. That'd be sick. But yeah, it it definitely helps go up in the charts and all that fun stuff. So please, if you could do that, that would be sick. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Hey, everyone. Guess what? This is a podcast and I'm here with
1: uh jason from lesser animals
0: hell yeah dude like so dude thank you this is totally not the second time uh uh i messed up uh setting setting this up so dude <laughs> like I, <laughs> I i'm like i'm stoked that like like sean hit me up to like say like like that you would you would want to come on i was super stoked and like especially knowing where you guys like are, like you guys are from both both from Arsonist and like I'm I'm super stoked to hear this new project. Like, how did that even come to be, dude?
1: To be quite honest, uh, I um after Arsonist, I left uh, Arsonist in. November of
0: 2013
1: okay and uh since then I've just kind of been hanging out doing stuff moved to a handful of places moved to Canada moved back oh wow and then uh yeah and then I uh moved to Portland and I've had um I've gotten together with other musicians up here and uh one of which being Monty who's a solid friend of mine okay. um and uh he's just super pumped and super charismatic and uh, <laughs> super positive and I love the I love the guy. And uh, so we we I tried jamming with him a few times, after doing the dance round. Of, hey, we should hang out and play music. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> never do. <clears throat> so he and I ended up uh, hanging out, and he got together a few friends. So it was he, myself, uh, our friend Jack. He introduced me to Jackson, who used to play bass and conducting from the grave.
0: Oh wow! And
1: then. Um, uh, another gentleman named Jason Borton, who drums for Jungle Rot. Oh, okay. Um, and um, we got in a room together, and nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> and they got and then met like just couldn't do anything. Came up with some really crappy song, and then showed up to practice the next day, and I completely hated it. Tried to write another song; it was just terrible. And I felt bad wasting everybody's time, so I just kind of bowed out when they got somebody else to replace me. Oh, okay. And then, um, and I've been super busy with work. And uh, I do school, like, maybe six months out of the year. Oh, wow. And so, um, and finally, I got a fire lit under my ass. I'm like, you know what? I really need to start writing music. I keep accruing more and more musical shit, and I don't do anything with it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I uh, I got this huge motivation to continue writing music, and uh, Garen, actually, he was the original drummer of Arsenis, he's on every album. Okay. Uh he moved up to Corvallis, which is about an hour from me. Okay. And then um so I hit him up. I'm like, let's just write music. Let's see what we can do together. And he's like, okay. Um and so actually backtracking shortly. Uh <laughs> like so one of the reasons I actually bowed out of the project with Monty and them is because I couldn't come up with anything. And I went and visited Sean actually in Bend. Oh, okay. Um my yeah, Kelsey, she's my well she's now my fiance, but we went out there, she her best friend lives out there, so we just stayed with her and I hung out with Sean and he's like he showed me some new arsonist stuff that just never got released. Oh, wow. Cool. And um yeah, and uh he's like, yeah, I, you know, he were writing some songs and I have this riff, I kind of sucks, I don't really know what to do with it, and he <laughs> played it for me. I was like, yeah, that riff does. Suck. <laughs> and I was like, well, here. I was like, do you mind if I kind of mess with it? And he's like, no, so I tweaked it. We recorded it, and I was like, "Hey, we should do this after this part, and then this after." And I ended up writing a whole song with them, and it was so it was so easy. And I'm like, "I we did this in just a matter of like an hour and got it recorded." I'm like, "Why can't writing this music be so easy with other people?" Yeah, and I realized (laughs) is I can be in a band like which I was, you know, like playing music with Monty, Jason, Jackson, who are all incredibly talented and extremely nice guys, and they're not being any chemistry, and it just didn't work. So, um. How Lesser Animal came about is um, Garen moved up here, and with that realization of like, hey, him he and I have, where he and I have traveled the world together. We have this huge, um, we have a ton of chemistry, yeah. and it's just really easy to sit in room with him and write. So we talked, and then I hit up Sean, asked him if he'd be interested in vocals, um, and he said yes. And then I hit up Monty. I'm like, I've always wanted to be in a, have a project with Monty. He um he did. F- he was the vocalist for Ultra Beast and he did um he did fill in vocals when uh Thy Art is Murder's vocalist left, he filled in with Damn. them until his vocalist came back, and then after Alex quit Fallujah, he was their touring vocalist until they got uh Anthony. <laughs> Jeez. So <laughs> Yeah, so I got him on bass and doing backup vocals. Um and he's really expanded his range since then. Um doing bass and vocals in this bad band called Magdalene here out of Portland. Okay. Um, so it's just the four of us. So basically how we function is Garen and I will just meet up every other Saturday morning. We did this morning um, and just sit in a room and just write. And, uh, once we have what we do, we have five songs completely done and a skeleton of a sixth song that we're working on right now. And um, this is only in like four practices, five practices. Wow. So we, yeah, it's just it's easy to write with him. And um, so we just do little videos, and then I send them to Sean and Monty to like let them know the progress and stuff. And it's kind of weird. Like I'm the um, I guess I guess Sean directed you to me because yeah. <laughs> um, this is I guess um, I'm trying to not sound like an asshole, but I guess <laughs> it's because uh, it's more my project and it's. 'Cause free t- like growing getting older, free time becomes more and more limited. Yeah. And um I now have a six month old actually just turned six months old yesterday. Oh um,
0: congrats. That's sick.
1: Thank you. Yeah, he's absolutely incredible. I personally never thought I would live past the age of thirty two. <laughs> and here I am a few years after that. And I have a kid and a fiance, and we have a beautiful house and a beautiful kid. And uh I guess she's my semi stepdaughter. She's nine. Oh, okay. Um And it's been very humbling and very grounding. However, at the same time, you don't really have much free time to do stuff. Yep. So, um, but the, her and I, like, it just works really well to where, uh, she can do some of her things and I'll watch them. I can do some of my things and watch them. we do a lot of stuff together. But, um, going back to where we were going with this, not having as much free time, I don't want to invest time and energy into something unless it's something I really want to do. And it's something I'm very motivated about. Mm -hmm. And, um, writing music with Sean, Garen and Monty is just so easy. And it's uh they're my three best friends. Hell yeah and like I've been through hell and back with Sean and Garen and Monty's just such an incredible person and all three of those guys are extremely positive, extremely motivating. And I don't know for example, like Garen is is a recovered addict and he's just super positive, super driven. Most most, op- one of the most optimistic people I've ever met now that he has his life in order. And he's yeah. just a very compassionate guy. Sean's very, one of those guys that just posts like those inspirational or motivational quotes on Instagram. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> you, you follow him. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Taking the whole hippie thing to a whole new level with those bonsai trees. <laughs> I was about like, to
0: say that, dude. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think, and the funny thing is I don't think he's seen Cobra Kai yet. Uh,
0: (laughs) What? Oh, my God. Dude, that that show is amazing. Sorry for interrupting. It was dope. No,
1: no, it's fine. That show made me laugh. It's very nostalgic. Yes. It's exactly what you'd expect it to be. (laughs) Oh,
0: exactly, dude.
1: (laughs) But, uh, so this project came together because um, I've been wanting to do something. Sean and Garen have been wanting to do something. Musically and then uh Garen's just been living off doing drum lessons and working at Trader Joe's and he loves it. Nice. He's with an incredible girl too, and they live together out there in Corvallis. And then um but yeah, we've all been wanting to play fast music and I'm Garen and I are both very A D D. um I have a get load of other like mental issues too, but uh I'm like always scatterbrained and all over the place and just like super pumped about stuff. And Hell yeah. It's just really easy to write really spazzy parts. Um, and just, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of stuff I listened to in high school and, uh, just building off my roots and writing a lot of stuff like that. Just a lot of old punk, like older power, violent stuff. And a lot of like grind I used to listen to in high school. And then I guess big destroyer and agoraphobic nosebleed. I don't know if you'd consider them new or old, but Uh, agoraphobe is a lot older. Yeah, definitely.
0: But still, I know what you mean. Yeah, exactly.
1: So yeah, we just, just been writing music with them and the uh, man. Yeah. It's, it's been very nice uh, just hitting the ground running and um, yeah, we, I had Sean take over social media stuff because I don't really have the time to invest. And Sean's been a tremendous help with that. Um, I'll post some stuff on the band Facebook. He runs everything else though. And uh, yeah, it's been cool. We create a Facebook, um, Instagram and, uh, yeah, we've gotten a shit ton of ads within like a week. We're at like we had it up for like a week and we're already at like nine hundred, which is kinda Damn. cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I didn't realize people actually gave a shit. That's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> um, That's sick. Yeah, and it's it's been really fun. Just writing music with Garen. Um and we've set deadlines. I just got the logo sent to us finally. Oh um, sick. Yeah, so um one band I listen to a lot is what I I've liked over the years. Um one of my friends hooked me onto them. with their demo was is Wormrot. Oh, dude, um, they're
0: amazing.
1: Yeah, out of Singapore. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Arif does all their artwork, um, and I hit him up, and he designed us a logo, and it's it's great, and it fits us perfectly, Sick. like what we're trying to do. So we just I just got that yesterday. Um, I've messaged a few people about doing like artwork for our EP and stuff. So our goal is to release all that by like midsummer oh, or sick! like actually like July is my goal. So Garen's going to record drums and I have a friend I'm going to go record guitars with and just send the tracks to Monty and Sean and they can work their magic. So dude,
0: sick, dude.
1: So, that yeah, that's pretty much the status of that
0: <laughs> dude. So yeah, that's sick. And like, yeah, because like, because like, yeah, Sean hit me up and I was like, oh dude, hell yeah. I would love to talk about like this stuff. And like, I, I, and especially knowing it's a project with all of you guys i was definitely stoked i was like dude like arsonist is insane and like if it's all three of you like it it can't not be good so i was like like i can't wait till you guys are recording and aren't you guys like recording at the end of this month or the end of next month uh june june okay that's what i thought okay i couldn't remember and there there
1: is a there's a great chance that this could be absolutely underwhelming and shitty so i don't feel like it is just because i don't know just how we build off each other, but there is a potential in some people's eyes. And this sounds this sounds nothing like arsonists, which is great because I hate keyboards and oh. I hated all that <laughs> stuff. So, um, hence, like I actually, it's weird because with Portals, I joined right after Game of Life was released. Okay, and then um, I wrote most of a majority of Portals was already written. Okay, and I I wrote like a third of it and recorded it. I recorded like a third. Well, I recorded my parts on guitar, but and I recorded all the bass on that album. Oh, okay. But it was mostly like... Uh, yeah, it was mostly Arthur already had like two-thirds of it written. And then um, Motherland, he wrote a third, I wrote a third, and then we both wrote, wrote a third together. Okay. And then we kicked him out of the band. <laughs> and then... Um, yeah, that's a long story. He's just not a... He, at the time, I don't I haven't talked to that guy in years, nor do I care to, but... At the time, uh, he just wasn't that good of a human being. Maybe oh, times sucks. have changed. Yeah, he's yeah, he's just did a lot of shitty things on the road and uh, someone that you hold close. Like he's, you know, when you're traveling, and it's I don't want to say it's an intimate setting, but it kind of is. It definitely uh, you're in a is, yeah. tin can with four wheels yeah. and like <laughs> a few other people, and you're living out of that thing for ten months out of the year, uh, traveling with them, and you know the these people are your close friends and family. And he ended up stealing like, I want to say like 30 grand from us. Whoa. And, uh, yeah. And just became a full blown alcoholic and just was not a good person. Did some shitty things where people wanted to beat the living shit out of him on tour. So he just didn't, he skipped out on a tour. So we went on a tour without him as a four piece. Wow. And Sean and I taking over finances, were just like, what the hell? This doesn't make sense. Like, we're not selling as much merch this tour. Our guarantees are the same yet. We're coming home with a take home of like 10,000 more dollars. Like this doesn't make sense. Holy
0: shit, dude. Yeah.
1: And then we we're going to confront him and he got wind of it and he was like, well, I'm just going to quit. We're like, yeah, you do that. Just go. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that, that created a hardship. So we kicked him out and then listen to the color. It was, uh, Sean Guerin and myself wrote everything. So I wrote, all the guitar parts, except one song I thought was shitty, and I just didn't want any part of it. <laughs> but, like, so Sean wrote the guitar parts on that. But everything else, like, I, yeah, it was cool. I recorded all the guitars on most of the bass. All the creative stuff on bass was Greg. He ha- he just had a kid, so he didn't really have the time to invest in all that stuff, but okay. we wanted to include him. But yeah, uh, so it kind of sounds like some of the riffs will kind of, like the actual aggressive r- Will sound like the actual aggressive wrist from Listen to the Color. Sick. It just in that vein, because I you know, I wrote that kind of stuff and it's just I don't know, I guess it's just who I am. But <laughs> uh but yeah, it's just like that. Dude. Um, that's that's just looking sick. forward to playing live. Dude, so. yes.
0: Like like that's and also knowing that it's like like knowing that you did like all of Listen to the Color, like except for that one song, like that one <laughs> like is fucking like I, I like oh so i jumped in like i first found like arsonist when it was portals and i i like that i love that record and then like i went to motherland and then when listen to the color came out i was blown away like that was thanks man oh dude seriously that record was like i was i was so stoked and like i i was so bummed that i never got the bu- i never got to buy the vinyl because like as soon as i saw it I, I it was like sold out so i was like fuck but like i yeah so dude you did very well, and if it's anything close to that, like, even, like, just your aggressive guitar writing, this project's already going to be stupidly dope, dude. I can't wait. I'm I'm seriously so, Thanks, so... man.
1: Yeah, dude. I really appreciate that. And honestly, like, I'm actually really flattered and humbled by your interest in this and, you know, taking that time to do a podcast with me. It's pretty cool.
0: Dude, yeah. So. I, I'm glad you even wanted to, come, like, come on. Like, I... I I don't know. Whenever I think of me, I'm just like, dude, I'm just some dude that's like talking into a mic. And like and like if anyone ever wants to talk to me or even if someone gets suggested to me, I'm like, dude, I'll talk to anyone. And like like right off the bat when I talked to you yesterday on the phone, I was like, dude, this already is going to be good because you seemed like such an easy, personable dude that I was. I, I was stoked for today, even though I did forget. But I was very stoked for today. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Oh, man. and on re- yeah on record since this is being recorded, I totally spaced and flaked <laughs> on Josh yesterday. I, I got off work, put my phone on airplane mode because I was about dead. Went on a motorcycle ride to meet up with Kelsey uh, at a brewery out here, which we wanted to try out. And, like, I was like, oh, shit, I left my phone on AirPlay mode. Turn it on. It's, like, 637. I'm like, oh, crap. Josh texted me at 530. He asked me if I'm still down at 6. No. So, like, I yeah, and I called you, and it sounded like you were ordering food. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm such a sack of shit. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so i can't tell you enough like i am so sorry about losing oh, track of that dude i've no. been so scatterbrained as of late
0: dude it's all good like <laughs> like you said we're even at this point dude see like subconsciously i got even with you dude like
1: <laughs> yeah even, level the playing field we're good exactly Go dude it. yeah now we're um, at the yeah <laughs> that's so <laughs> sick
0: dude and like it, like and, and also like like when you were saying like technically like like lesser animal is like your baby like to me I feel like no matter what like I like like you said it could be bad in some people's eyes like I don't think it can be because especially if someone like like you like you said like when a band is like someone's baby like that's their thing like there's no way it can be bad because you're pouring everything that you want into it and like you're giving it your all so i know when i listen to it like like you said could be shitty but i know it's gonna be fucking awesome because like you wanted this and i'm and and now that i'm talking to you i feel like it'll i'll be more in tuned with it so like I, i i just can't wait dude i'm so i'm stoked on it already
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And you're also assuming that I'm a decent musician when in reality (laughs) I'm so shitty. It's like not even funny. I can write cool parts and and I'm like, yeah, go, let's do it, guys. And like, just try to like blend in with the aftermath. I'm like, maybe I should just if I run around and act like a maniac on stage, maybe no one will notice like my shitty guitar playing. It's like it's like the chariot, right? Yep. You 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 watch them perform. They are incredible entertainers. But live, you can't really hear anything except feedback and yelling because... Yeah, they're not playing shit. So, no disrespect to the Chariot. We've done a we've done a tour of them, and they're nice guys. So I feel bad saying that, but not really because it's the truth. But (laughs) um, they've they've all moved on to bigger and better things, which is pretty cool. So,
0: dude, it's funny that you bring them up because that is like my all time favorite band. And like, oh, uh, I'm so sorry to
1: crush your dreams on that one. no, No,
0: no, no, no. What's cool is that like I've seen them live, and like, like I know what you mean because, and also I I love that that aspect of like, dude you're here for the show like yes of course you want to hear the music but like like i love like how you said like if i run around the stage and like go crazy like maybe no one will notice and like i that's that's exactly what i love to do is like i'm gonna be as wild as i can because people are here for the live setting Not if they want to hear the record just go turn on the record like but no you're here for this experience
1: Oh man, I've fucked myself up so many times. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss. Dude, yeah, cuss as much as you but, want. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I've messed myself up so many times on stage. It's not even funny. <laughs> and like I'm the oldest I'm the oldest guy in the band, too. So <laughs> um, and it's, even in Arsenis, I was the oldest. Not by much, just a few years, but I remember Sean slipped and dislocated his arm and like <laughs> finished his set out, then knocked his shoulder back into place.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I, um,
1: dude. I was uh Arthur was drunk and face planted into the drums and none of us helped him because he deserved it. And then, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then um, let's see, we were in like Russia and I jumped off a tall PA and tried to land and just landed on my knees. Oh, dude. My knee is like swollen for like two months. And then uh, I also, I thought it'd be fun. We were in Birmingham, uh, uh, England. And I was, like, t- trying to, like, I was, like, doing, like, a full-on sprint on the little barrier that they used. We were on a <laughs> yeah. large tour. So, they had, like, a big barrier. We were on tour, like, Darkest Hour and Bleeding Through. So, they they had the barrier set up for everyone's safety. You know now, all that, course. yes. 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 And, and I was trying to, like, tightrope walk and run full speed along that barrier. And I was, like, <laughs> I did it! And, like, try to lo- clear the five-foot gap to the stage. And I jumped. And my foot just hit the pa speaker and i face planted <laughs> oh, into the stage dude. Dude. and like chip the sh- like heavily chip the shit out of the back of one of my teeth so like i spit up like a you know a chip of my tooth and i'm like oh man the life of living a dream yeah. at, the, at the same time like d- slowly dying on the inside and oh you God. know trying to h- hold back the tears of joy and pain yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Dude, oh I've my done God. a lot of stupid shit, <laughs> dude.
0: I, dude, and that just adds to the show, dude. I guarantee you, people are in the crowd, like, dude. Like, I hope I can pick up that piece of tooth, dude. That'll, will that'll, that'll make everything. <laughs> I'll,
1: ch- I will hold a piece of him forever. <laughs> What's his name? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's that guy. Yeah. This- What's the banding again? Yeah, yeah. right. Arsis, Arsis, and squirrels. Yeah. Um, Oh my god, dude, that's so good! But yeah, I'm actually I'm one thing I'm really stoked about about Lesser Animal is it's a serious band name. Yeah, Um, Arsonist joined, or sorry, Arsonist began as a joke, um, and they had that name. Yeah, they had that name, and they end up getting picked up by a label, and and um, ended up gathering a following. And then I joined, and they had that name, and I've always hated the name. And it's like me personally, it's like I find it embarrassing. People like. You look familiar, which I've gotten actually just the other day. No way! And it was really odd. Yeah, I'll, I'll explain that one in a second. But <laughs> when people are like, "Oh, you played music? What was your band name?" You're like, "Arsenals get all the girls," and they <laughs> laugh and are like, "Seriously?" It's like, "Yeah, it, seriously." And then like, I personally <laughs> always hated the keyboards, and I I loathed the fact that we've had keyboards, but it was also such an integral integral part of the band yeah you know what i mean yeah, and yep. it's like yeah so it just kind of stayed and that's why i'm like stoked i'm like all right rule number one there's no fucking keyboards in this band yeah. i don't <laughs> care like i want to be taken seriously hence us actually having a serious name yep, like, yeah <laughs> or more serious name i guess yeah. i suppose but yeah so so it's just definitely uh it's just very aggressive very short songs uh fun stuff to play and it's more stuff that we want to listen to more than anything okay. and would have fun playing uh so it's yeah hopefully it's taken a little more seriously i was I was kind of against just saying oh members of Arsenal get all the girls because I d- that bands in my rearview mirror yeah just as well just as much as it is for garen too Garen's moved on from that um but yeah it's oh it's kind of fun but uh yeah what, what I was saying earlier is I went to um there's a a show. It's called the One Moto Show, and it's a motorcycle show. And it you know it happens in Portland. It okay. just happened in Portland, and I my girlfriend and I go every year because we ride motorcycles. And um, they have like usually Indian puts it on, and they have a bunch of like displays and stuff. And this time it was more low key because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. So it was in like yeah, it was in the cool industrial environment. They had a bunch of custom made bikes that people well, bikes that people have made and customized themselves. Okay. And, yep. and then um, I walked around the corner and I'm like, I saw these three 3 people, um, two gentlemen and a lady, they were painting these uh, Red Bull refrigerators, like little mini ones. Oh, okay. And they were like custom painting them for uh, CC's, which is CC's uh, motorcycle. It's like a coffee thing. Oh, and sick. they sell a bunch of motorcycle stuff. Yeah. Um. So, Because CC's is also another big part of uh, the motorcycle scene here in Portland. And... uh. Went, all right. And I was like looking at my ass and I was like, Do you guys paint helmets? And this guy's like, Yeah, you know, I I his name's Ian. He's like, uh, yeah. He's like, I've always wanted to. Like, really? He's like, Yeah. Like, you want to paint my helmet? He's like, Oh, hell yeah, I'm way down. I'm, like, all right. Sick. I'm like, Do you have a business card? He's like, not on me here. And he wrote it down on a napkin. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I, I I I like lost the napkin, but I took a picture of uh what he did and added him on face on Instagram. Oh, sick. And uh he added me back on Instagram and that night, like he posted something and I just sent like the fire emoji Yeah. and out of nowhere, he sends me a, t- a message being like, Hey man, I'm a huge fan. If you ever need artwork on, let me know. And I'm like, huge fan of what? No way. And he's like, he's like, Oh, you were an arsonist, right? I'm like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I saw a bunch of like, he's like, yeah, I follow like heavy, heavy Lolo and bone cutter and all these bands and they're following you those guys are falling. It was where you were. And I recognized the name. I was like, Oh, crazy. He's like, yeah, if you ever need anything done, I'm like, you realize I was the one who asked you for your car today, right? He's like, Oh no shit. <laughs> no way. And I was like, well, I guess you can't see my beat ass face. Or this <laughs> fucked up grill because I'm wearing a mask, but yeah. yeah, it's me, you know? And so like, yeah, we like just chatted and I actually dropped my uh, helmet off with him on Thursday. And he's a super nice guy. I wish I remembered his last name, but, uh, I just to plug him out there. Cause he's actually a really nice guy and a great artist. Yeah. His name, his, uh, Instagram handle is gas mask design. So <laughs> just because he's such a nice, I just want to put his, his thing out there for him. So
0: hell yeah, dude, that's awesome.
1: That's um, really weird.
0: Yeah, dude, dude, like I love that like he didn't even know it was you and he was just like dude I'm a big fan like that is so that's so perfect
1: well it's even more flattering to me it's just like you actually gave a shit about something that I had a part of that no one really gives a shit about and <laughs> the fact that you're just like expressed interest and told me that you liked him, am like that's really cool that's odd and that's weird but that's really cool it means a lot to me dude I just so
0: dude it's so it's so it's like it's so funny to me like when like i i talk to anyone like of like because like arson's get all the girls is like a huge a huge band in my eyes and like it was actually like my my guitarist like one of his all-time favorite bands like he like oh
1: no kidding that's cool
0: yeah dude especially with like like and and like he 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 loved the first two records and then he was so glad when remy came back for the last record and he bought that record so fucking fast and like (laughs) but like yeah, like when you said, like yeah, like no one really cares. It's like, dude, there's a lot of people that fucking care about Arsons Girl, the girls, and like, it's it's just so weird to think like because that's what I feel like about my band. I'm just like, dude, no one gives a fuck. Like, I just love playing. Like, I like if someone else likes it, dope. But like most of the time, I'm just like, I'm playing for myself. This is it. But like, it's just it. It's so sick to even know that like in my eyes, you're you were in a big band. So like that that. It's so weird to hear you say that.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I guess, guess in my eyes, I'm just, all right. So I had a <laughs> butt ton of stuff going on in my life. Um, yeah. So I play, I've play. i been playing in bands since I was 12. Damn. And like, yeah, I'm 36. So I've been playing, oh, okay. I'm old as fuck at this point. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm a third of a century old. How does that make you feel? Dude, that's sick. I'm I'm stoked, dude. No, it's not. You do- <laughs> it's not sick at all. Dude, Jesus. no Jesus. I'm like to, what is it? what what is it? Cake says uh, in their lyrics. It's like as soon as you're born you start dying. Yep. And it's so true. I'm just another 30, 36 years closer to death than than my than my son. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, but no, it's uh I'm mean, playing music. Fuck! It doesn't mean I was any good. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just picked up. Uh, I went. To, I took like two guitar lessons and learned how to read tablature and just started learning how to play music from tablature. Oh, and then, okay. Uh, yeah. Then um, when I was 13, I was a freshman in high school and I started playing music with a couple people and that's when I actually you know progress is when you start playing with other people. Yeah, and definitely. See how they do stuff and learning how to play with other instruments. Um. So I got a little better, not by much, but then. Uh, <laughs> yeah i played in like i played in a shit ton of bands in high school and it all went nowhere I just played a few shows in high school and then um I ended up going away to i went to Chico State for about a like almost a year yeah and then I ended up moving back and i i transferred to cal State monterey bay um, because I grew up out there and um i joined there was a band called Breakneck, and then when I joined them, they just changed their name to Moria. okay so i i played in that band i wrote their right i I was on their first two demos and wrote half of the full length they released and then um i had a huge falling out with some of the guys um so i left And at the same time arsonist just kicked out james and then james joined moria and then they asked me if i wanted to join arsonist i'm like no i'm good dude (laughs) (laughs) like i'm good man i've can't take you seriously. Yeah. And, up, <laughs> and I just focused my time and energy on school and stuff. And then uh, they ended up getting signed to Trimia. And, uh, I, got asked, and like, I got asked again a little bit later on. But right before them, that year, I had two I had two or three friends pass away. And like four family members passed away that year. Wow. My girlfriend of like seven years and I would just like split up. And I was like, I hate my life. Fuck this. Oh, yeah. And the, I just got asked to tour with you guys. I was like, "All right, just send me, tell me what songs I need to learn, and yeah. I'll just download the album." Yeah. And then, um, so Arthur sent me the set list. He sent me like twelve songs. We only ended up playing like six. Damn. But wow. But like, he's like, "Yeah, man, you are you interested?" I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." When do you guys leave? He's like, "A uh, week and a half." I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, seriously?" I was like, "All right." So I learned all twelve songs, and then showed up to his house in Soquel, which is like half hour for me oh nice and uh sat there for two hours ran through the all the songs twice and went home and then two day, like literally a day later i showed up had my first practice with everybody in the band whom i didn't really know
0: yeah <laughs> and then
1: we left for tour the next day so my like in that we just ran through the set twice too so like my f- second actual practice with the whole band was our first show of tour <laughs> and that was um and that was the Sunshine Theater in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and um, and it was a big tour. Uh, it was funny because headlining the tour was Darkest Hour and um, Parkway Drive, and oh, it was wow. weird because I just saw Darkest Hour play like two weeks before that tour on the At the Gates reunion tour. So, wow. yeah, it was cool. Like I actually bought tickets. It was either that or Pat Benatar, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna go see At the Gates." Yeah. So I. Uh, <laughs> I went it was the the lineup was Municipal Waste, whom I love, yeah. uh, Darkest Hour, who is great. They got repulsion to play, and I was beyond stoked about that. And then they got um then it was at the gates and they killed it. And then two weeks later I met, you know, we started left toward darkest hour, and they're just like, you know, those guys were super cool, and I'm still friends with them to this day, which is pretty cool. That's sick. and uh they were super friendly and John Henry's just a really nice guy. Mike is a good guy and Ryan Parrish was their drummer at the time. And Paul Burnett, um, was their bass player. He's no longer doing anything. He and Ryan quit, started Iron Reagan. And then, oh, okay. um, yeah. Then Paul, I don't know what he's doing. He's a, I just know he's still being a chill dude, but <laughs> it was funny. Cause I met Ryan first and Ryan's like, Oh dude, you were at that show. You should have hit us up. I would have gotten you in. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, but, but no, he was super cool. And, um, yeah, Iron Ra- Iron Reagan's killing. I, I actually really like that band a lot, <clears throat> but um, yeah, that was my first you know tour with that band, and uh, my first show, uh, first note of the first song uh, was "Save the Castle," and Arthur broke a string. Nice. And he had like a Floyd. He had a Floyd Rose, so he was basically out of commission for the whole fucking set. <laughs> so it was me playing the set, super insecure. <laughs> like oh my by myself with the band and that was my second <laughs> practice with them <laughs> i didn't dude. there was no start stops which was good but i know i played a shit ton of wrong notes but it was <laughs> dude. fun <laughs>
0: dude but like what's 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 great is that no matter what you have you, you all you can do is go up from there dude like like it,
1: <laughs> that's perfect yeah, right as i say with like a tooth and a half yeah you know, yeah and right front teeth and. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I got the, I got all that re-enameled. <laughs> well, they put like, uh, what they use for fillings. They just made like my whole fucking tooth again. Damn. But, um, <laughs> it was like a $230 experience. Oh my. That was my birthday gift for my parents was fixing that tooth. Dude, so.
0: damn, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and my and you know what? It still doesn't fix the fact that my face is still so fine up (laughs) so i'm still not a very attractive dude (laughs) i just have a very straight smile and that's it
0: (laughs) 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 that's all dude that's perfect dude but hey at least you're you have a fiance there you go that's all you need dude
1: yeah, I guess beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I don't know what the hell she sees in me, but I hope she doesn't I really hope she doesn't stop seeing me. Yeah. She's gonna have to stare at it for the rest of her life. Not only with me, but with our kid. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: Dude, oh my dude. And like I, that's actually what I wanted to like I wanted to say, like, dude, that it's like sick about like the baby. Like I have a six year old son and it's like Oh, that's awesome. Dude, it is like okay just letting you know it gets cooler and cooler the older they get so like 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 oh dude like when i saw you had a kid i was like hell yes like this is fucking sick so like what i want to know is like how like how has it like have you felt yourself like change or like have you like changed in any way because i know with me i just felt like now I just have a little, a little best friend that is like the dopest person to hang out with. Like <laughs> it, it's so sick. So yeah. How has, has it changed your outlook on life or anything?
1: A little bit. And, um, I probably sound really ungrateful with that, but <laughs> I'm going to have to, exp- I'm going to have to explain. Of course. Um, yeah, go. So Kelsey and I, as of right now, we've dated three and a half years. Okay. Um, so when I first met her, her daughter, her daughter's turning 10 in April okay. or sorry, in August. And, uh, so I met her. I think her daughter was like six or seven. Okay. And you know, this is the first like person I've ever really had a relationship with that has had a child. Uh huh. So and it's it's weird. And um, I've grown to you know get used to the ups and downs with her. There's days that she absolutely adores me, and days that she just despises me. <laughs> and like, <clears throat> like well, I forgot what she said one day. I caught her in a lie, <laughs> and I was like, you know, you're a really terrible liar. She's like, yeah, well, you're a terrible dad. I'm oh. like, I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> it's like, help me help you, yeah. damn it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, um, but no, she's she's actually a total sweetheart. That's and uh, she's actually, there's a big age gap. You know, she's turning 10. Our little one just turned six months old. Exactly. And she is... He absolutely adores her. She can like she walks in the room and he starts laughing like to himself and like every little thing that she does, he's completely enamored by and intrigued with. And, yeah, like he cool. laughs, and it's it. And like I wake up, I wake up at like four fifteen every morning. Oh, nice! Uh, and get ready Damn. for work and yeah, yeah, and uh, air, like every week morning and the, weekday morning, and then uh, come home, get to hang out with them, get home at like four thirty. And then um, on the weekends it's great because I sleep in. I, well, I get to sleep in, and as an adult, sleeping in means eight o'clock. Exactly. Like a chump. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I get up at eight, and I like I wake up, and he's just late because he sleeps in between Kelsey and I. Yeah. Right now, I I don't want to give him up to sleeping in a crib yet, exactly. even though we have a nice crib for him. A lot of our stuff has actually been like just from friends; they've been giving it to us because their babies out have outgrown stuff. So it's been a big help.
0: Oh, that's sick. But
1: yeah. Yeah, like I wake up in the morning he stares at me he just starts smiling and it's the best feeling on the planet. Dude. Like and it's like I come home and you know I I'm on my phone a lot just like texting or like browsing the internet for just the next thing and Yep. Kelsey will be like, "You know, you're on your phone a bit. Don't you want to spend time with your kid?" I'm like, "You know, you're absolutely right. I just got lost in the moment." Yep. And I'll like throw my phone onto the couch and just like dive onto the floor and like hang out with the little guy in the living room and just like play with him and like Dance with him. We got this little. Uh, someone ended up giving us one of these little. It's like a bouncer, but it hangs on the uh, the door frame, oh, and yeah, um, I've seen you those, put him yeah. in, and you can just like bounce up and down. Yeah. So he'll just like sit there and bounce in it, and then like I'll just start singing the Super Mario theme song, and he starts going <laughs> bonkers in that thing. He like jumps all over the place. He goes ah, ah, ah <laughs> like a little like a little meth head without the teeth and then like. <laughs> it's it's so cute, it's so adorable and it means the world to me and like even Riley getting to smile it's just the best thing, so you're asking me how it's changed um, my life and it's you know, it was, Kelsey has made it a very easy transition, you know yeah. just hanging out with her um, and her daughter, her you know, getting used to having another child to be around and you realize that you can't really be a sack of shit anymore, you have to you know what I mean, like what you do affects, well at the time what if what I would do affects two of them, not yep, just me. Exactly, or not just Kelsey. So, like you know, I try to be a better person, and then um, having a little one now, you know, there's three three people in the picture, and it's uh, since she's had a child, she's made this transition so easy, and she keeps telling me how easy I have it because this little guy is just so chill. He doesn't throw fits. He doesn't cry That's unless cool. he's like they're hungry and they just feed him. and he's good. Like yep. he's always smiling. He's having fun. It's just, yeah. Like it's just makes it so easy. And, um, I guess there's other babies that, well other parents that aren't so lucky, but with us, it's, um, it's awesome. I like, I always look forward to getting home after work because who doesn't. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <And> like, uh, <laughs> and like I look forward to coming home from work and just like hanging out with them and like, hanging out with the little guy and just like playing with them. Like I hate the sun. Like I like being indoors. Yep. And like I just laid out in the sun with him today, like after band practice. I came home, got some well, left practice, got some wings with Garen, had like a nice heart to heart. He went home. I drove home and uh just been hanging out with the little man ever since and it's been cool. Dude. And yeah, like I have Resident Evil on pause right now. And then
0: uh
1: (laughs) you know, just like he's upstairs right now, I think taking a nap but, uh, it's awesome. Like it's, uh, you know, I don't want to say they make me a better person, but it's, it's weird. It's like being around them. I find so much to look forward to like coming home and like just being more personable with them and wanting to spend more quality time with them. Yep. And then, uh, and it makes me happy. And, in and, and being happy, it makes me more positive and optimistic in the world. And because of that, I just feel like I'm a better person. It's all due to that. So, hey Kelsey, hey little man. <laughs> yep, they just ca- they just came downstairs and she's bouncing them. He's <laughs> staring at me, smiling.
0: Dude, dude, oh, so. <laughs> I love that man. I, I I love hearing that and like also like how you said like it makes you feel like a better person because like to me like it has it it has to it has to like change your like your your chemistry like it like because now you have someone to like worry about, but like it, it's, it's always funny. Like when, whenever I tell people like, like people are like, Oh, we're having a kid or like, I want to have a kid. It's like, you're crazy. But like, it's, it's, it's one of the most rewarding things ever. And it's one of the coolest things ever, but like you're going to stress for the rest of your life because like, no matter, no matter what, like they could be walking down a stair, but you're thinking like, what if he twists his ankle? What if, uh, what if like, there's a, there's a, like a, a goat head on the ground and he steps on it and like, Oh, oh well, fuck like <laughs> everything. And like, but like how you, <laughs> <laughs> no matter what it's like, it's always devil's advocate. But like, I, I feel like n- no matter what anyone says, it does make you a better person because like you are now like indebted to this person, like this little, little bottle of like a little baby dude. It's, 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 I don't know, man. It is one of the most rewarding things ever. And like, yeah, dude, so I'm stoked for you. So the co- the the older he gets, the cooler it gets, the more he wants to hang out and play. And like, dude, my son oh, started, yeah. <laughs> started playing like Call of Duty with me. And like, I know he's only six and he shouldn't be playing it, but it's fun as fuck. And it's, it's, and he like can hold the controller and he tells me like, oh, go this way, go that way. Like it's, it's, it's so weird. And it's this, it's the sickest thing ever, man.
1: No, it's cool. Like I, uh, actually before this new resident evil came out i'd like i'd game playing the new call of duty and it's mostly just with friends to socialize yep and like i've gotten really good at it hell yeah but um like i play with my friend tara and she has a nine-year-old son who just kicks ass at it (laughs) and like (laughs) like i'll play with them and we play like i play with a few other friends and stuff and that's it's like some of the dudes from carnifex like i'll play with them oh um just because Yeah, it's usually like Fred and uh, Corey. I'm always playing with, and those guys are awesome. They're they're good gamers too. So uh, just happens to be every time I play, it's like I don't know what happens, but I just get really horrible. (laughs) um, No, no, but it's fun. Like, uh, like I long for that social interaction with old friends. Like, there's a lot. There's a handful of people. uh, Like the last tour I went on was in 2013. Okay, and it was with. was it 2013 it was and with it was with um animal petting zoo and uh okay we took this band all hypnos on tour before that was like structures and someone else but um so it's been a while since i've toured so like there's a handful of people that i still keep in touch with to this day like that i've toured with like um i don't know if you remember that band war from a harlot's mouth oh yeah but um yeah so simon he Now he's the main guy in Nightmare. Him and like Keith Morris, not Keith Morrison. Wow, (laughs) Keith Marrow. Uh, Totally different people. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) one's one's a hippie, one's not. Yeah. Um, Uh, but no. Um, yeah, I talk to Simon like all the time. He and I are still really solid friends. And then um, a couple of dudes in Carnifex. Um, John, who's in Nightmare, he and I keep in touch quite a bit too. Um. And there's other people in other bands, but it's, yeah, I just kind of keep to myself and just hang out and, yeah. <clears throat> dude. So.
0: Dude, and w- what's perfect is that, like, and, like, n- again, now that you have a kid, you have the easiest way out. So if, if you're, like, at a party or, or a show that you don't want to be at, like, you could be like, man, the kid's up, got to go home. Like, and, like, dude, it, it there's so many positives to having a child. <laughs> <laughs> like, but,
1: do you, you ever watch George Carlin's stand-up?
0: I've only seen like a, a couple parts of it, but dude, he's great.
1: So he had, a, he had a bit where he's just like, "Man, getting old is great." He's like, "You can be, you can be anywhere and just get people to leave." He's <laughs> like, "You know," he's like, "When you get old, he's like, you can sit there and go to Johnny's wedding." I, I'm probably like, I'm not quoting it right, but yeah, so you go know, to like, you know, you go to a wedding for Johnny and you're sitting there and you're just like, you don't want to be there. You're, <laughs> <laughs> and you can just like fall asleep and everyone's like, ugh, all right, grandpa's doing it again. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go home. And it's like, they just you get to leave. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so um it's the same thing, I guess. Dude, that's uh, but, amazing. Uh, <laughs> highly re- recommend you watch his stand-up. It's still relevant to this day, even though it's from like the late 90s. Uh-huh. Um, but uh yeah, it's... It's pretty cool being a dad. I really like it. And it's very um very humbling. Yes. It's uh it it's like, you know, I hate Star Wars, but it's like Star Wars when um you realize that oh, whole Star Wars series isn't about Luke Skywalker. It's actually about Anakin. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: Yeah, exact. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, and it's the
1: same thing. It's like having a kid, you realize it's not about you. It's about them. So <laughs>
0: Dude, that's sick. Yeah, and
1: that's coming from that's coming from a guy that hates Star Wars
0: too. So. <laughs> Dude, and like so like now I'm gonna like totally like flip flip the, the thing because I you keyed on something like a while back and I, I wanted to like talk about that. Like Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, like but like when you were you were talking about like like writing with like lesser animal like you were saying like Like, the chemistry with, like, those dudes before, like, before Lesser Animal, it was, like, like it wasn't there, and, like, and then now you have, like, the chemistry with Lesser, like, you were, it was just, you, like, you need that, and it's crazy, it's because that's key for everything, and knowing that, like, I I, I wanted to also comment saying, like, like, basically, you got a song of practice, like, that's very hard to do, like, and i i i respect that so much and also it's just cool when it's like your best friends pl- you're playing with so no matter what even if you can't get something down like you're still hanging out with your best friend like that's fucking yeah. awesome
1: and it's and i was just telling garen this today actually which is funny you mentioned that is it's like we've played like we haven't played together since 2013 and then like jamming him for jamming with him for the first time like like a month ago it just like didn't skip a beat it was just like We practiced yesterday. And uh, what's funny is, like, I know him so well in his playing. It's just like, all right, we're going to do this blast beat, and then we're going to do this, like, this punk riff. And in my head, we're playing it. I'm like, one, we play it once. Second time around, I'm like, I know he's just going to go into some, like, weird, like, heavy beat right now, (laughs) and then probably go back into it. And sure shit, he does it right then and there. I'm like... <laughs> I knew it, <laughs> like, but it works. Like, and like, I know where he's gonna souls just because I've played with them for so long, and I'm sure I'm sure I have my own like Jason isms as well. Yeah. that he knows he's just not gonna tell me about because yeah. he probably laughs on the inside about it. But um, same with Sean. Um, I'm probably the most ridiculous person in the band. So just, just so you've been forewarned, I just don't have a like. It sucks. I've been working really hard the last few years to think before I talk yeah. and actually have a filter, and it—I really struggle still sometimes. <laughs> so a lot of the stuff I say is just absolutely ridiculous.
0: <laughs> That's perfect. So, though.
1: I think I told my—I think I told one of my coworkers the other day. He said something. I'm like, you know what? You look like that kind. Of, I'm like, you're that guy that goes and buys menthol body wash just so you can feel <laughs> your genitals tingle when you're in the shower. And he's just like What? He's like he's like, man, that's actually a great idea. I'm like, oh god damn it. Dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so good, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a uh, I don't know, like everyone else like they're much more um eloquent with words, especially Monty. And so, so I'm surprised Sean, like, directed you to me. I'm like, really? I'm <laughs> <laughs> like the most crass person on the planet. You sure you want to do that to poor, poor Josh? <laughs> yeah, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to fuck with him. But, like, no, that, that, and that, the, that's what's perfect. The, <laughs> the, best,
1: the best part is you hit me up, and you're like, oh, hey, man, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, literally the day later, Sean's like, Oh yeah, I gave your number to someone uh, that wants to do a podcast with you. I was like, "Yeah, I know, Sean." Wait, <laughs> like,
0: so he didn't tell you before. He just gave you. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I saw that you're in Victorville. I'm sorry, by the way. Oh,
0: dude, yes, it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs>
1: <Dude>. <laughs> my brother, my brother lives in Galetta right now.
0: Oh damn, dude. Okay, yeah, like yeah, this this place is <laughs> this place is a place, dude, and no one wants to be at this place.
1: Damn. Yeah, I feel like that's most of the planet. <laughs> yeah, dude,
0: exactly. You know? And to know that you even remember Victorville is crazy to me, because, I mean, this is, like, the best pee spot before you hit Vegas, so, like, I, maybe that's
1: why. <laughs> oh, there's quite a few parking lots on your way to Vegas. Oh, yes, so. yes,
0: that's very true.
1: <laughs> dude. <laughs> Except, what well, I'll pass on needles. Yeah. That place sucks.
0: That dude, yeah, dude, that just sounds, <laughs> it just sounds like a terrible place, man. Like, I've never... I don't
1: think I've, I've never woken up with worst swamp ass in my entire <laughs> life than needles, and it was at like four thirty in the morning. Damn. It was insane. It was like four thirty in the morning. All of us are like duck to the van. We're like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, and we look. It's like one hundred fourteen degrees at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> oh my We're god! Like, Let's dip. <laughs> Ugh. yeah, I yeah I was so happy to move out of California. I I grew up in. Monterey and Santa Cruz. Oh, okay. And then, um, yeah, yeah, then I moved to, well, I dated a girl on and off, well, for about like 10 months in Montreal, so I was up there like every couple weeks. Oh, okay. Just from tour and stuff. And yeah. then um, I ended up dating a girl in Edmonton, Alberta, and we got married, and it was very short-lived, and then I moved to Portland. So, yeah, and that's where I've been since, and I love it here. Dude. So...
0: Dude, I, I've been there. I've been there once, and it was like, it was it, it was beautiful. It just it looked and also like of course like I've, I've I mean, I've watched Portlandia, and I know I'm I'm pretty sure that's like like in Portland, but like uh, it looked amazing it is. on the show. I've so, never yeah. seen it,
1: but I know that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, and it's not the best, show. it's definitely not a good show, like, the first season is the only thing you need to watch, and, like, it's just very, like, I don't know, like, repetitive, or, or, like, very, just, like, I don't know, you could watch a better show, but, like, uh, but, yeah, like, whenever I see anything from there, I'm, like, dude, this just looks like a beautiful place to be, like, I'm, I'm, you're lucky, dude, that's so awesome.
1: It's... It's cool. Like, I've only watched one episode of Portlandia, and I can't tell you. Like I can't say that it ever resonated with me. Yeah. But all the places that I've seen on there, it's really like, I'm like, oh, I've been there. That's like, so sick. It's all filmed here. And even that show Grimm, I don't know if you remember that show.
0: I've heard of that.
1: Well, all of that was filmed in Portland. And, like, a lot of the places where they film it, it was, like, Northwest Industrial Area, like, where I used to work. and like... Dude, I pass by that place all the time. Oh, that's like, sick. I know exactly where that is, <laughs> and it's like Grimm was kind of like a lame show, but it was at the same time. It's kind of like it was nice to watch it just because, it's like, oh hey, I've been here, I've been there. Yeah, there's yeah. actually a really great Netflix movie, which I don't know if you've ever seen it. It flew under the radar. It's called I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore.
0: Oh no, I haven't.
1: Watch it. It was. It, I guess it was all filmed in Portland. I did not know that. And it's so, it's a real dark comedy and it's oh, really nice. funny and it has Elijah Wood in it. And it's, uh, yeah, you'll watch it and you'll get it. I know you, you'll get a real good kick out of it. Just, it's funny.
0: Dude, <laughs> sick. Okay, no, I'm stoked. And also, I, I love Elijah Wood anyways. So, like, I feel like that movie's automatically going to be good. Like, that, dude, fuck yeah, I'm stoked. I can't wait to watch that then, dude.
1: Oh yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, it should perfect. be. If it's not I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. But um it is a Netflix movie and it's a about going into to it too much. It's a girl who had her house broken into and shit stolen and then she tries to go find her stuff. Oh. Like cool. cops are no use so she tries to go out and find her own, find her belongings and Elijah would helps her along the way it's just so ridiculous and funny
0: oh, dude that's a, that sounds perfect oh dude I'm oh thank you i'm I'm excited dude I'm definitely gonna watch that
1: okay, so I don't feel at home in this world anymore
0: <laughs> oh, okay I'm writing that down right now
1: okay. sounds like a 2003 metalcore band man. <laughs> <laughs> it's <Dude>. so long <laughs> <laughs> a myspace era band
0: dude oh like that's so true dude <laughs>
1: <laughs> just missing the words black heart, blood, <laughs> sky rain who knows
0: dude that like what you just listed off had to have been a band at that point
1: oh yeah <laughs> dude. had to even that collection of words you know it yep yep <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude and like one, one thing i i like i wanted to ask at the beginning but like i'm i'm I, like one of my favorite things about doing this is like all the tangents uh, we can go off on and i love that just because like like first of all i want to get to know you as a person like yes i want to know about your music and background and that's like my my main thing but like i love how open you are and how how much you like to like elaborate that that to me is so sick and like that's something i would do is like I usually am, the I'm usually talking too much. So if I'm on a podcast, like I know I'm going to be that dude. That's like, yeah, this, <laughs> I, I was born this day. Uh, do you want to know the day after I was born? And like, but like, but, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, 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 thought, of, I thought, it I thought this has been really cool. Like, and like what I wanted to go back to was like, um, what, what is this, what is lesser animal animal like going to sound like, like, or like, if you can give me like some bands that like, You can think it's in the same
1: vein of. Oh fuck, man! I knew you were gonna ask me this too, and I (laughs) don't have an answer. It's like, it's like, hey, so what genre are you? Yeah, yeah. When people label you, you hate them. Exactly. Hate them. Yep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I don't know. Like, I can tell you what my influences are. Do that. That's perfect. Um, so my favorite bands growing up, well, like bands that I grew up listening to that I really love, um, were like TSOL. Oh okay. Um like old black flag, not I don't really like Henry Rollins era stuff, but like the older black flag.
0: Okay.
1: Um so just really fast, short songs, really dark stuff. And then like more currently, I guess, like I love agoraphobic nosebleed, you okay. know, Pig Destroyer. Yes. Huge, right. huge fan of Cursed. Um oh, anything okay. anything Chris Callahan does, I'm a big fan of, except the newest band, Sect, they're okay. Oh i yeah, um, I've seen them. But, uh, yeah, like Burning Love, The Swarm, uh, Haymaker, no, he wasn't in Haymaker, sorry. Uh, that was, uh, McMathers. But no, um, cursed tremendously. So I guess, um, I don't know, man, like, I listen to a lot of weird stuff, so there's a lot of thrash elements, a lot of grind elements, um... So it's still pretty like sporadic, like how Arsonist was, but it's not there's no core element to it. Okay. Like I I hate breakdowns, and I always have. Yeah. And I always feel really forced. So there's no breakdowns in this. Um oh, if cool. anything, you have some like heavier groove riffs. But um Oh yeah, and like one of my favorite albums, like of all like the ba- the albums that never leave my rotation. Yeah. Are like uh, Frightened Rabbit. Dude, yes. Holy fuck um, yes. I love and Rabbit. Uh I also really like um Animosity's Animal Never Leaves My Rotation. Nice. Uh Cursed Two and Three, they never leave. And then um I don't know. Like I like White Lies. They're good. I've never heard of them. They're English. Oh, um okay. kind of kind of like them. I don't know can't really think of another band they sound like someone compared them to interpol but i don't like interpol at all okay. <laughs> and then um and oh yeah and i love dredge so
0: okay Damn.
1: but um in terms of lesser animal um i don't know like in terms of writing like i like how dark cursed sounds so okay. there's a lot of like elements from that and like the nerve agents weird enough um uh which is like older punk I like uh there's a lot of like grindy pig destroyer and napalm death kind of riffs. Oh and then a lot of like groove stuff from like animosity, I guess. And like animosity is like they're heavily influenced by like soylent green and dying fetus, so I guess there's some elements of that in that due to them. Okay, that makes sense. But, but yeah, I I don't know, I can't really label it, man. No,
0: that no <laughs> that's just so no, that's perfect because like honestly, I like how like vague it is because then that like to me make like I'm glad I asked the question, but like I want I want an answer like that, especially for a record that like I know like nothing about or like what the band they don't you guys don't even have stuff out yet. Like I love knowing that like I now have to interpret it in my head and then like think like I'm just excited to hear it because of that, especially even more because of that because now I have to like. Like, think of all those bands put together. I'm like, but it could sound like this, 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 this. So, like, that that to me is a perfect answer. Like, you not knowing what it sounds like is even better. So then I have to figure it out in my own head.
1: I feel like you have to say that to be super polite. And nice. Oh, no. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> no, dude. I No, I, I genuinely, like, because, like, whenever I've asked anyone, they're always like, okay, I, it's going to sound like this and this. But, like, I like the the the... The want and the mystery behind it. Like, it makes me want for it even more. Like, I'm like. Well, I,
1: I have no one. Like, I don't know, man. It's just like, even with arsonists, it's like, hey, I wrote a skull part. You want to use it? All right. <laughs> Dude, or like, sick. even on Listen to the Color, um, I don't know why Sean named it Bardoni's Chonies. Bardoni's <laughs> my last name. But he's just like, I'm like, um, like, you know what? I wonder if anyone's ever played like a tech death riff in like Clean fuck it let's do it and i'm like <laughs> i did it and it just kind of happened to work as like an interlude to another song but it's like stuff with this it's just like all right i have a clear idea of what kind of like what i want to go for and it's just i don't force myself to write i just write something and i just throw it out there it's not like you know it's not like other bands that from that era that's like i want to sound like the acacia strain or white chat. exactly Apple. it's like and you have like a hundred bands that sound like a band that sounds like a band that rips that off. That sounds like a band that rips that band off. It sounds like a band that rips that band off, which sounds like a band that rips that band off, <laughs> like off white chapel. So it's, you know what I mean? It's like exactly. with, with the name black yeah. ether, you know, <laughs> from the dark heaven sky or whatever. Dude, so, black uh-huh. ether
0: from the dark heaven sky. You, I love that band. Oh shit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, dude. I'm so I kidding. If you,
1: I guarantee if you went to Coachella, somebody has it. <laughs>
0: it's the, uh, the shirts audio. He already has a little shirt on, dude.
1: <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> That with their Lana Del Rey collection. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I also saw, like, um, on your Instagram, I saw that you interviewed, like, Sam Pura and Ray Harkins. and Yeah. You know what's weird is I've never met Sam Pura. No ever, way. But he's recorded a shit ton of my friends' bands. Um, I know that he joined Heavy Heavy Lolo at the very end. And yeah. It's weird, because, like, after Heavy Heavy Lolo, Garen and I started a band with Rob. Oh Robbie that went absolutely nowhere. No <laughs> so, way like Garen and I wrote some music and Robbie was gonna do vocals for it. And it just didn't happen. Damn, so that uh, would've been cool. Yeah, I mean Robbie's cool. Um, but yeah, I was telling Sean, I'm like, you know what? Like now that all the heavy low guys have gotten together, I'm like and they put out stuff as bone cutter, which is a million times better. Um I'm like, it'd be cool if we hit them up to see if they wanted to do a split. They probably won't be down, but Oh, yeah, I can't dude. hurt to ask.
0: Dude, That d- dude, hit him. That would be fucking awesome, man.
1: Well, there's like one band I really want to do a split with, which I don't know if they'd be down. Chuck might be down or he's just saying that because I know he's polite. Yeah. <laughs> is, um, is this band called seized up. They're from Santa Cruz. Okay. So it's this, it's the singer of blast. um, And Chuck, he plays bass in good riddance. Oh, wow. And then, um, yeah, he's, Awesome, he's a stellar human being, and he's just a nice guy um so him and then Danny um he and Danny played together in uh um fast asleep, and I think it's the if I recall the drummers the drummer from the distillers and old drummer of nerveva, oh, so wow, but yeah, they're from santa Cruz, and i I would love to do like a split with them. Dude. it's just like power violence and punk,
0: hell yeah, that'd be super sick
1: so. It'd be cool i mean that's wishful thinking they're yeah. good guys so <laughs>
0: dude no like yeah. dude no but the thing is like that's i i totally know what you mean and like dude i just ask him like because like in my band like we actually got rob on one of our songs which it, like like all three like all three of us in the band like 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 heavy low is like one of our favorite bands and like when we were asking him he was just like yeah dude that'd be cool I was just like whoa like what? Like that was just weird. So yeah, dude, go f- like anything. Just go for it. That's fucking. That would be fucking crazy, man.
1: Yeah, Rob's a cool dude. He's he, um, really cool. He did it. We got. He did get. We asked him like, you know, we've been friends for a long time. You yeah. want to do guest vocals on an album? He's like, yeah, sure. So he did one a song. Let's listen to the color. Yeah, that song's so,
0: fucking awesome, man. Like,
1: that <laughs> yeah, was cool. I mean, Robbie's a cool dude. Heck yeah. So uh, yeah, maybe I was thinking about it like honestly we just want to pump out music and have fun
0: dude yeah so
1: it's that's like that's it we don't really we're not doing this to make money we're not it's just like that's another reason why i left arsonist is it saw being fun i'm like you know that's being in that band surpassed any ex- i didn't have any expectations except just to kind of travel
0: yeah
1: but i surpassed any expectation i ever had and created with that band which is weird but <laughs> it was no it was fun and um made a some lifelong friends out of it and in uh, places I never would have been otherwise. And in some situations I never would have been in otherwise, <laughs> both good and bad. And then, um, uh, I don't know. It's just, um, yeah, it's just want to just put out music and have fun. And the day that stops being fun will be the day that I stop writing music for it. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it's the same with all, you know, the other three gentlemen in the band. I know that they're all great people, and they're just along for it, and they're a driving force behind it, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah,
0: <laughs> dude, no, like that—that's exactly what. It, like, if it, yeah, if it stops being fun, then yeah, like, like, why, why even do it? Like, like, even, even, even if it is like, like, paying the bills. Like, I know, like, like, it would be sick, of course, to play music for like, like, like real money. Like, would be fucking sick, but like, like. Especially playing any like form of hardcore grindcore whatever that's like the smallest of like the small like that that's extreme but like it's all about having fun man like and that's what I've that's what I've always said and I I totally agree like once it stops being fun it's like I gotta find something else to do like the like it's that's all it has to be about.
1: Yeah, and it just goes back to, you know, you being, like, even you, you know, like, being a parent, having limited free time. Yep. It's just so you're not going to waste it on something you're not enjoying doing. Exactly. Aside from work, at least you're being compensated in, you know, mul- monetary terms. But, yes. Um, who really likes going to work? Yeah. Like, I love my I love my job and I love the people I work with, but fuck, I don't want to be at work. I want to yeah. go do other stuff.
0: Exactly. Even if I'm
1: just, like, laying in bed eating jelly beans watching a Marvel movie. <laughs> which I have done plenty of by the way. Kelsey and I decided to watch the whole Marvel series in chronological order because
0: oh my we God. watched
1: WandaVision and she didn't really get some of the references cuz she hadn't seen the Marvel movies. So and I grew up ha- collecting Marvel comic cards when I was a, you know, when I knew when I didn't know any better. Yeah. So um, <laughs> as in like 3 months ago. Yeah. No, but um no, when I was like in middle school and stuff, like I was all into that stuff. So it's uh it's kinda cool and then like actually watching everything in chronological order and seeing how fluid everything is and how it makes more sense. And I'm like, oh, there's a lot of congruencies in this. Okay, cool. And then uh she's getting it and it's just cool to like lay in bed, eat jelly beans, hang out with the little man and her cat <laughs> while her daughter complains about wanting to watch a different movie. So <laughs> 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 yeah, awesome. and then that I'm taking up her spot on the bed, even though it's my bed. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> that's uh, awesome. man, wouldn't it be great to be young and entitled again, dude, being dude. able to complain that one of the parents ate all your fruity pebbles? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> dude, that's that's totally me too, dude. Fruity pebbles are like top tier, man.
1: Well, Kelsey was kind enough to buy like a big bag of Fruity Pebbles for Riley, but they're the knockoff brand. Oh, so yeah? it's like dino, fruity dino <laughs> dino bites. And I was yeah. eating them and like, I was like, screw this. And we eat some before work. So I had like two bowls left for work and just felt like a huge pile of like sugar <laughs> shit. Like all morning at work, like, you know, Ugh, just like, like Louis C.K.'s thing. Like, oh, the meal's not over when I'm full. It's over when I hate myself. <laughs> well, shit, I hated myself after two bowls. So, <clears throat> even though you can't like help it you're like crying as you eat it yep. dying a little on the inside with each pebble that slides down your throat Ugh.
0: i think it says that on the back of the box anyway so you're good dude
1: yeah it's a disclaimer yeah,
0: yeah exactly you may cry or you <laughs> if will n- cry. if not
1: satisfied with you know with your purchase please find a quarter and so- call someone who gives a fuck <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so <Dude. laughs> <laughs>
0: dude dude okay so i got two more questions for you
1: yeah ask away man i'm yeah. sorry no, I, no, I go no. off on like rants
0: no i love that no 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 that that's it like that's why like like i like to me i'm always like dude i just don't want to take up this like everyone's time like that's what i'm i'm having like this is sick and like i just always am like I'm always like, oh, man, I just don't want to waste anyone's time or may- make sure their day's, like, not blocked up by me or anything. Like, I'm I'm always constantly thinking about that.
1: Just like you and everyone else on the planet, you've dated someone that was been a waste of your time for, like, seven months. <laughs> yes. So this is yes. not a waste of time, trust me. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> this, is, this is nice. And it's nice to actually have human interaction with everything that's going on in the world. Yeah. Know? Dude, so.
0: hell yeah. And, like-, and I'm,
1: like I said, I'm extremely flattered and humbled that you you know took interest in this or have interest in this so thank you
0: dude of course i'm stoked i can't wait dude so actually no i have three questions i just i just realized like like so is i guess this is a two-part question but like when you guys are going like to like record are you how many songs are you going to be doing and then like is this like your first time back in a studio in like a long time
1: so yes and no Okay. That doesn't answer any of your questions. Perfect. Um, so that answers the second question. So first question, um, we're unsure. We just want to write as many songs that we can. Okay. And that we are content with because yes. we've already written like, we wrote like six songs and then tore apart two of the songs and reworked them to where we were actually content with them. Uh-huh. And then we're just like, all right, these two songs are finalized. We okay. videoed them so you can practice them at home and we're going to move on and just keep writing. Heck yeah. So once we get a song finalized, we record it like on, Garen will have his like phone on a tripod stand. We'll record it and then that's it. Then we'll move on to the next one to focus on the next few songs. Heck so that yeah. way we have them stored. So when we're home, we can just keep practicing them. Exactly. Um, just so we can kind of like move along. Uh, so our goal is, I don't know. We want, I think Garen and I were talking about wanting to record an EP so an EP for us would probably be like eight songs because a lot of the songs are short. Some of the songs are like really short. Okay. And then like we're actually recording ten songs. Oh wow. So that way the two other songs we can put out there and, you know, have a two songs ready to do a split with a friend's band or something. Yeah. That's sick. So and just put it out there. Um so like so we our goal was to do that and I was gonna we were talking about actually. I said, Hey, let's we're gonna do a cover song, and they're totally down with it. Heck yeah! So, oh. yeah, uh, probably cover we're gonna cover a, a song off Curse's first album. Oh, so, sick, um, yeah, and it's weird because that song is actually like in terms of like chord progression and like uh how dark it sounds it kind of fits with what we're doing so you can you can listen to it and you'll be like oh okay I, I can see how it fits in their discography like and how what this band's trying to go for
0: oh cool but
1: it's you could still tell it's not their song um so yeah that's that was the goal with that and so um and answer your s- part b <laughs> of your question um no, this isn't the first time I've been in the studio. Actually, the last time I was in the studio um, was, I want to say, two years ago. Oh, Maybe okay. three years ago. Um, it wasn't with a band. It was um, so it was just right when Chris Cornell took his life.
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: I got asked to be part of a collective from a few people. Like a couple dudes from American Me and Sacrificer and Those Who Lie Beneath and um those guys were like hey we're going to record a, a tribute album no and way. we're going to yeah it was a collective though so i did two songs like on guitar and there were different people on vocals in each song different people on drums on each song um so the songs that i did was um born on the 4th or sorry 4th of july and black hole sun
0: oh so dude. i recorded
1: i recorded the guitar for that and then a couple other people did vocals and couple other uh my buddy jake and then duncan duncan did drums on one song jake did drums on fourth of july and um we ended up they got released like a month afterwards and all proceeds went to uh um fuck, i'm just spacing out <laughs> <laughs> all all profi- all proceeds went to the uh american association for suicide prevention
0: oh cool so
1: like every cent went to it, which was really cool. That's so it's so up on sick. Bandcamp somewhere. I can find the link somewhere. Yeah, please but,
0: and send it to me. I want to hear that, dude. That sounds that's fucking awesome.
1: But yeah, it was cool. I mean, and like the some of the people that did vocals, like they nailed it, like Chris Cornell style. And I, I don't know, it was cool. I was really flattered to be a part of the project, and Heck yeah. even more flattered about being asked, um, like, <laughs> kind of like blown away that they actually thought i had talent enough to learn one of those songs (laughs) Uh, even though they're not really that hard um but no it was really cool and it was it was nice to contribute something uh especially to a cause that hits really close to home for me yeah i've had a lot of friends in the last few years and like throughout my life that have you know taken their own life and family members as well and um and i've hit really low points where i've used like the suicide hotline and stuff you, you know years back and damn it's you know it saved my life and stuff That's and awesome, though. i know it's there to save other people and anything i can do to help contribute whether it be my time or anything of monetary value i would i really really feel it's important to give back to that um just like i feel it's you know it drives Kelsey nuts when like I just walk up to a random stranger, or like I'm at a bar, or like waiting in line to be served at a bar, and I look and I just start chatting to the person behind me, yeah. Who I don't even know. It like drives her nuts, and it's just like you know, <laughs> in my head, if in the back of my mind, you know, if you can have one meaningful interaction throughout the day, or you can get someone to smile or someone to laugh, or you ask somebody how their day is because no one else has done that throughout their day. Yep. You know whatever mental struggle they're facing at that point in time you know you relieve them of relieve them of that for just a few moments and you know what that could just be the difference between saving somebody's life or not you know it's um in some sense like you know they have a nice human interaction you know what they might live another day because of it
0: exactly you know
1: like you know uh mental health is a big thing these days like i really struggle with it um Fuck, I take a shit ton of meds for it. It sucks. Um, I know a lot of other people, just like friends, bandmates, you know, family members that really struggle with it. My brother really struggles with it. Um, And uh, all you can really do is just be there for people and, you know, do what you can. And you can't, it's one of those things, like look at Robin Williams. He's a funny guy that did a lot of good things. And, you know, it's just a front, you know, you can't see down the sun. Somebody's not doing well you know, they can put on this, you know, fake front and lead the world to believe that they're all right. While deep down inside, they're just like withering away until the point where they feel it's, they have no other option than to, you know, end their life. And if you can do one simple thing, whether it just be like, you know, pay for someone's cup of coffee while they're trying to search their pocket for a dollar, or, um, you know, just say hello to somebody, or just hold the door open for somebody as they're walking behind you, or someone that's Baby stroller, you know, doing the courteous thing. Yeah. If you can do anything of that sort, or ask a server or someone behind a register how their day is going, it makes all the work, like all the difference in the world. And it's just called being a decent human being. And a lot of people don't really think about that stuff. No. So and like. So yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No,
0: no, 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 no. no, Like, no. Continue with your idea. I I already have it. Like, yeah. Keep going, dude.
1: Oh, that's all I was going to go at. And so, like, for me, it was you know important to. It hit really close to home to be asked to be a part of that little collective. I think it was like Rose City Collective, something like that. I'm totally, I know I'm totally butchering it. It's one of those (laughs) things. Uh, But yeah, so it was nice to get back to, you know, that give give back to that cause so i didn't mean to interrupt you but go no, right ahead
0: no 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 like no i just wanted to like add on to your thing is that like one of my, like, my friend was on like a, a ted talk at one point and he he was talking oh, that's cool yeah it was sick and like <laughs> he was talking about like how you like what you said was the like just like interacting with someone just, like making them smile or something like that what like what he said was like He, one time he was in a Starbucks and he like, he walked up to, or he was like ordering his coffee and and they were like, Hey, like, hello, like, how can I help you? And then he's like this, he gives them the order. And then he says, what's been the best part about your day? Because first of all, like, first of all, no, first of all, he, he greeted him with like, actually reading their name, whatever it may be. And like, first of all, that takes them right out because 99% of people will just be like, give me this, give me this. And I'm done and walk away. And, but like, if you greet them with their name, they're going to literally like be keyed in to be like, Oh, Whoa. uh, okay. How does this person know my name? Great. Clearly it's on my shirt, but still like that, that'll throw you off. And then he said like, what's been the best part about your day? And then that again, throws them deeper off because it's like, Oh fuck. Like what has been the best part? And then, then he told he he was saying on there he said like well honestly this conversation with you right now because you made me feel like a human you made me feel like someone that deserved to like be talked to or something like that and i was like oh dude that's so beautiful nice.
1: yeah dude so like that's really cool i tried doing that once and i think i walked up to a starbucks barista back in my day when i was just a fucking fat ass and would order like frappuccinos and stuff yeah <laughs> and i was like i i think i asked her i was like hey before I order, I'm like, "What's the one drink you really hate making?" Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Honestly, she's like frappuccinos." I was like, "Oh, she's like why?" I'm like, "Cause I wanted a green tea frappuccino," <laughs> 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 and I felt really bad. I was like, "I'll tell you what," I'm like, "She like laughed," and I was like, "Here, here's five dollars. I'm putting it in your tip jar. Thank you." That's like. <laughs> that <sucks. laughs> It was a good laugh, but at the same time, I felt kind of crappy. <laughs> <But> <laughs> dude,
0: it's a double-edged sword, dude. Like, you tried to do it, and then, then you find out, like, it's exactly the opposite. It's like, fuck, like, I tried <laughs> to do something nice, and it it fucking backfired. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. But, like,
1: I... You had... Yeah? What are you doing, little man? <laughs> oh, he's, like, playing He-Man right now. <laughs> revving onto that thing. Heck yeah. <laughs> what's uh you had two other questions or three other questions i'm sorry oh, oh
0: no no actually the studio one was the one and then the two la- the two last ones i like to ask is like this one's weird so like it's perfect because of like you're the new band but like so if your band if lesser animal was a tv show what show would it be
1: it's always sunny in philadelphia hell
0: yes oh that's perfect
1: <laughs> without a beat yeah Char- uh, charlie day is definitely garen <laughs> <laughs> hands down hands down <laughs>
0: Oh man, that's so good, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll have a side of your finest jelly beans, raw. Uh, you know what's you know what's really funny is that you that you asked that is, um, there's a clip, there's that, mo- there's the episode where they're trying to come up with a Patty's Pub theme song. Yeah, and um, I actually took the uh, audio excerpt from uh Charlie's Spider song. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> where he ends it. Where he ends it with like "go oh, fuck yourself," and I was going to cut that out and have that be the intro to our set. Oh, dude, so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's amazing, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it would be, definitely be that show. Oh, dude,
0: I I loved like that. That was the quickest anyone has ever answered that question. That's I that because like oh really? Oh, dude, literally like like uh, because like first of all, most people are like tv show like a lot of people like i don't even watch tv and but some people take like maybe like a minute or two but like dude it was like i asked and you were like oh dude done like i loved that that was so sick
1: oh yeah it's (laughs) i have a video somewhere of like i think we were like on tour in utah and we decided to go indoor skydiving yeah and then um just to kill time and then watching garen try to do that was the funniest thing on the planet (laughs) so he actually like goes in there you know you you wear the little suit and the helmet and yeah. he like goes in there and they're like all right you got to stay calm just you know like a belly flop you can just kind of use your hands to float up in the air and garen looked like a cat that was getting sprayed with a hose <laughs> he was like like trying to like crawl and swing in his arms for dear life <laughs> it was so funny like we have that on video somewhere <laughs> <That's> so <good. laughs> but yeah that's what he reminds me of charlie day to a t <laughs> Dude. And so
0: the last, the last question I like to ask is, uh, so out of everything that you've, like every band that you've ever done, what has been the best show you've ever played and then the worst show you've ever played? And then do the best one first. I like to end on the worst show. So people are like, like, dude, that
1: sucks. <laughs> But that's I don't know that's very subjective. So like, exactly. best in what sense? Like draw wise or fun? I mean, um,
0: I would say fun because draw wise, like I never give a fuck. Like I'm always like, dude, if I play for like one person, stoked. Like at least I'm here with my best friends.
1: Okay, so worst show we played in front of. Uh, this will really give you some perspective. Yeah. Um, have a good ride. Okay, she's hopping on her bike. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I got—I'm pulling little man right now. Oh, okay, okay. So, so uh, worst show. Um, we were on the Thrash and Burn tour, and we were playing the House of Blues in Dallas. Yeah. And um, it was a big, to- big show. And we were playing in front of—well, I mean, just big tour in general. And we were playing in front of 800 people. Oh, damn. And then, um, with as we were playing, we were just going nuts and just upon people staring with their arms crossed, just <laughs> blinking in unison, not saying a word, not moving. And then at the end of our set, some people like, one guy's like, yeah, and everyone else just kind of turned and looked at him. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this sucks. I'm miserable. That was the worst show. And I was in front of 800 people. That's so, a- <laughs> and some of, my, some of my favorite shows actually, I think I have, I don't know, man, there's a couple. Some are just like me, acting like a complete jackass, like running around on stage and having fun. Hell yeah! And other ones are like, I think one of them was like two thousand. It was like winter two thousand and eight or fall two thousand eight. It was right before Sean joined the band, actually. Oh okay. And um, so we did a tour called. It was called the Agents of Chaos tour. It ended like late October. Yeah, it did end. It ended up. It, it ended like. October twenty second or something. And um of two thousand eight. And that tour was uh Danza um so Architects was on it for like a short bit with us. Okay. Um this is when they only had um Ruin out. Nightmare on oh, wow. Ruin. Yeah. Yeah. When they were actually like really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like They went downhill after hollow crown. I don't give a shit what anybody says (laughs) Uh, like the talent is still there too. But yeah, anyways, uh, so it was architect straight from the path. Um, us and Danza and, uh, I may or may not be forgetting a band. I don't know. But anyways, that tour ended. And then the next tour started in like two, like two weeks. Yeah, and that tour was called the Ripped Across Canada Tour. Yeah, <laughs> and it was us, and it was us, Danza, and A Life Once Lost. Oh wow! So yeah, so we had like two weeks to kill, and we're like, "Well, fuck this! We're not just gonna drive home. We'll just play two weeks of shows." Yeah, and we showed up at some place in Tennessee. It was just like a house in Tennessee, and I guess that you walk in, it was like some youth center. Like they had couches and TVs. And <laughs> it was it was kind of cool. Yeah, and then um so we go in there set up and there's some local bands playing and stuff and you know it's cool everyone's dressed in halloween costumes there's probably about like 20 people there and and then uh some guy out back some sketchy looking dude with glasses asks us if we want to buy shrooms right kick rocks yeah um, <laughs> and then uh, so we uh, we actually set up and we start getting ready to play, and out of nowhere, there's like 120, no, nah, there's like probably like a good like 95 to 120 kids there. Yeah. That just like show up in this basement of this place. Damn. So like, yeah. And it was not this this building was on a slope. So you walk in, you're on the first floor, and then you kind of walk downstairs to like the sub-level. Oh, okay. And the sub-level was like it was like a garage kind of. Oh. Okay. But it was like big. So we started playing. And I just remember like there were only four of us. We didn't have a bass player. He left that tour. So it was just Arthur, Garen, Sean, and Cameron. Sorry, Arthur, Garen, uh, Arthur, Garen, Cameron, and myself. Forgive me. And uh, we just started playing in our Halloween costumes and the whole <laughs> room just started running around in like a circle pit. No way. Hanging off stuff, just going crazy. And that was like one of my favorite shows of all time, just in the middle of nowhere. Everyone wanting to have fun and, Oh, it was just, like, joy, and it's, like, pure sense. Just no bullshit, no gimmicks. No one there just to look cool and be cool. Just everyone dressed like a goober and there to have fun. And it was a great time. That was one of my favorite shows. Dude, So
0: that's so, that's so sick, dude. That sounds amazing.
1: And we also played, like, a, I think we played another show, like, like a year later, and we played Red Seven in Austin uh Austin, Texas. Yeah. And I guess there was another big show going on that day. And there only eight people showed up to watch us. Oh play. no way. And it was and it was like it wasn't on tour. It was just like an off day for us. So we're like, well, fuck it. So we just kind of like hung out with all eight people, drank <laughs> with them. I think I bought like two people a beer and we just kinda like So what songs you got what song do you want to hear? Yeah. And they would tell <laughs> us and we would just like be ridiculous and play it. And like they were we're like, come hang out with us on stage. Like, let's just hang out. And it was just fun. <laughs> That's so like, sick. Like, stuff like that. I mean, we've played in front of like eight kids and we've played in front of about 2,600 people. Damn. And sometimes, like, the most, the best shows are the most intimate ones yep. where you just are close and sweating alongside people. And, <laughs> yeah. So I hope, I really hope that answered your question. I kind of went uh, I kind of took a few tangents with that, but dude, that's that, definitely the worst show and the best show for me at least. <laughs> so. Dude,
0: no, that was perfect, man. Like that's why I love ending with that because like it, it's 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 a back and forth of like dude, this is good and like oh my god, that sucks. Like it's it's like the per- it's the perfect ending to the the whole thing, dude. That's so that's so awesome, man. Thanks. Yeah, dude, like <laughs> dude, just like Thank you, thank you for coming on. This has been so much fun, dude. Like, like you're such an awesome dude, and and such an uh, easy dude to talk to. This has been super fucking fun, dude.
1: Well, that I, I appreciate that, man. And likewise, it's actually been. It didn't feel like pulling teeth, you know, to, like give <laughs> answers and have you be like respond to me, like yeah, so next question. Um, <laughs> you know, as you like, a, as you adjust your monocle. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, Hello. Yeah. dude that that's yeah and that's that's what i want is like i want it to be like a more of a conversation yes there's so many questions that like i i have like written down or anything but like dude i just want to know like like what's up dude and like like what's like like yeah i want to know about your band but again like i just like like getting to know people it's it's weird like i'm a very like introverted person but if there's a computer in front of me dude i'll talk all day like this is perfect (laughs)
1: See, I'm just ridiculous. Yeah. I think we went to... I went to, So, this is kind of funny. Uh, Kelsey had to work last Sunday. Yeah. And uh, my buddy that I work with, he invited me out. He's like, hey, what are you doing? There's Hillsborough Farmer's Market tomorrow. You want to go? I'm like, all right, sure. Yeah. So, I asked Kelsey. We didn't have Riley that day. And so, Kelsey was at home working. So, I brought Emmett, our little guy. Yeah. And just had him strapped to my chest. <laughs> showed up at this little mini farmer's market with um met up with my friend daniel his wife michelle their little boy who's turning three and then she has two children uh one's 11 and the daughter's nine yeah and so we're just walking around and you know, I'm like manic, so I'm just buying a bunch of shit that I don't need. <laughs> yeah. and then I buy, I buy like real, I buy like a really nice bouquet of Mother to Stay flowers for Kelsey. Heck yeah! And like we're and I'm at a, we're at the corner, and this guy comes up. He's like, "Hey, here you guys go. You guys interested in a movie?" And hands us like some. I didn't realize he was from a church. Yeah, he was like a pastor or something, and he was like handing me or handing all of us like this little ticket to go see a a movie of some sort. Nice. I was like why are you pushing this so hard? Did you film it? And he's like, no, no, but I've seen it. And you know what? It's divine. He's like, it's <laughs> actually, he's like, it's fantastic. It's this, it's that it's this. I'm like, all right. And I, we're just like, we don't want to go. This yep, looks yep. stupid. <laughs> and like, it was like some religious based thing. And, um, and he, I was just, man, those are beautiful flowers. Your wife is going to be very happy. I'm like, husband. He's like, wait, what? I was like, <laughs> no way. Husband. I have a husband. And, he, and he's like, oh, dude. Uh, 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 well, you know what? Yeah, good for you. Good for you. And like walked off. And we're laughing. And I didn't real, I honestly didn't realize he actually worked for a church. Yeah. So, <laughs> which made even, f- until I actually got home and told Kelsey and she saw the ticket. She thought it was funny. Dude. And I ran to my buddy the next day at work and he's like, oh my God. He's like we hopped in the car and Felix who's his 11-year-old yeah. would not stop laughing. He's just like <laughs> he said he had a husband to that church guy. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like oh shit, oops. Maybe I should know my audience. <laughs> like
0: dude, no that that makes it even, <laughs> that makes it so much better, dude.
1: Yeah, I was I was should just like he makes the best guacamole. You know? <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, that's so good. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. Ugh. Oh, dude. Okay, so dude, <laughs> th- they do know no. no. Th- they, thank you so much for coming on, dude. This has been so sick, dude. I love that. Like see right there. That that's the type of thing that I want is like just some story
1: that's fucking funny, man. That was so good. <laughs> Sorry. No, I know, I know somewhere someone somewhere is like crossing their arms being like i can't listen to this anymore <laughs> so and you know to each their own i pro i'm sure i offended somebody yeah. with that one for that's perfect forgive my part pardon, pardon my ignorance yeah um <laughs> but yeah no it's been an absolute pleasure to be on and i can't thank you enough for your interest like in in this project, and Heck let alone yeah. talking to me. So, thank you so much.
0: Dude, no, it, it's been awesome, dude. So, like, dude, what, what I'm going to do, I'm going to say like a, a fake goodbye on here and then I'm going to stop the recording. And then we're going to, I'll talk to you after this. Oh, sounds good. Okay, dude, well, uh, see you later. All right, take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yippee doo doo! That's what Danny told me to tell him. Do it right now. So that's that's how this one's gonna start. So if everyone hates it, it's because of Danny. But that episode was so much fun. I it was it was so again. You heard in the episode. We're both we're even now. We we both um, uh, like uh, spaced on the episode. So it's perfect. But no, like Jason was such a cool dude to talk to. It was it was such an easy. Episode. It was uh, like it was so much fun, and also I cannot wait to hear Lesser Animals when when it finally comes out. Like it is going to be insane. Oh God, I I can't wait. He sent me, might have sent me a little clip, and it sounds extremely sick. But uh, dude, Jason, thank you so much for coming on. It was so much fun, and I just uh just you know what? Maybe if you guys get some uh, demos, just like you send them my way. I just want to hear them. But uh, but anyways, like. I hope all of you enjoyed it. That was so much fun. He was such a cool dude, and I'm like, oh, it was just so much fun. So thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for listening for the first time. Hey, and guess what? You could could just give me a rating on, like, Apple Music or something, or Apple, you know, the podcast, that purple app or whatever. It may change in the future if you hear this. So give me a five Zemblar or whatever it's going to be now. But anyways... Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you on the next episode, which is next Monday. Okay, you already knew that. Okay, bye.